9 here on News Radio 92, three informative local dependable. I'm Andrew McKay. It's Pensacola Morning News, and uh, Ryan Jenkins is uh, Ryan Jenkins. I'm sorry, I'm looking at the wrong thing. Shane Tucker is the chief deputy of the Santa Rosa Sheriff's Office, and he joins us now by phone on Monday. Hey, Chief, welcome back to the show, sir. Well, good morning, Andrew. How you doing? Oh man, I'm doing well, doing well. So we had a couple of uh, a lot of weird, bad, just odd things happen in Santa Rosa County last week. Let's start with the the, um, the most unpleasant of them. We had a teacher in Navarre arrested for sending sexual related texts and for touching a student in a sexual way. Is that right? Uh, we sure did, and you know it, it is so disturbing. Anytime we have an adult who's in a position of of trust like that with our children. Uh, to, to get accused of something like this, um, it's just it, it's really scary. Uh, we have uh, we have to send our kids to school, and we have to have confidence in those that are there to um, to, to teach them and to, to help them learn. And this is just really upsetting. But uh, evidently, he was a uh, my understanding was he was a a contract or a substitute uh, ROTC instructor, and uh, he had been sending some some pretty explicit messages, text messages for several months. Uh, with with a student, um, so he was charged uh, with you know soliciting a romantic engagement with a student, and uh, I believe using a two way communication by device to commit a felony. Uh, and and so look, I, I know in terms of the law, the law doesn't often make much of a distinction in this regard, but it's the kind of thing that people in their minds want to know, which is was this purely unwanted, unreciprocated harassment type, or was it involving a minor, but the minor was reciprocating? Well, and, and that's, an, that's an excellent point. And, and to, your, to your initial point, the reason the law doesn't make a distinction is because we don't give certain people the right to consent Absolutely. to certain things. Um, the, just like a 14-year-old can't enter into a contract to buy a car, a 14-year-old cannot enter into a contract to engage uh, in this type of behavior. Um, we don't give students the um, legal authority to enter into that, uh, and, and that's why consent or the lack thereof is irrelevant from a standpoint of um, you know, the, the type and the nature of, of the crime. Um, you know, because they're, when you're in a position of power over somebody, sometimes they will, they could acquiesce. And even though they're not offering any type of um, remarkable resistance, that doesn't mean that they're consenting per se. Absolutely. So there's, there's, a, there's a power vacuum between a teacher and a student, and, and we, we don't even recognize um their consent and and that's why i wanted to ask you because i know people kind of get those confused and get befuddled over all those distinctions all the time that's why i wanted i'm so glad you were able to make that point that way um did the student did the how did they get found i mean did the student report did the somebody find the phone like you know because you always hate to think that this is going on for some time before an adult finds out that's the to me as a parent that's the part that frustrates me uh it it is uh frustrating and you know these these things often go unreported um and it's 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 really kind of frightening to think about how many 
how many cases have occurred and are occurring that, that we will never know about. Yeah. Um, it is my understanding that it was a, a, a friend or an acquaintance of the student that came forward and, and not the actual um, victim uh, herself. Okay. So, and, you know, that's just, uh, we encourage people, if you know of some kind of abuse like this, uh, even if they've asked you not to tell, you you have an obligation to to, to let someone know because it, at the end of the day, this is a victim. This child is a victim of a crime. Right, and they and that's that's the challenge is when they've, you know, then when they've been reciprocating, they're actively hiding, collaborating. Yeah, I mean, they're they're part of the problem is that the victim doesn't even know they're a victim. And that, which is what Correct. makes it so hard to find out. Um, we also had a, a case of uh, a shooting and you and I had briefly talked about this last week, but the details were still pretty scarce because it was early on uh, that were, I guess the person who did the shooting was trying to claim stand your ground, but it doesn't turn out that's going to be a viable defense. Is that right? Uh, that's correct. Uh, you know, the shooting we're talking about last week, um, investigators in Navarre, by the way, just in case people want to go in, ahead. in Navarre. Uh huh. Investigators were able to determine that um, the the shooter actually owned the property, but it was an unimproved lot that uh, he had used for storage. Uh, there was a broken down RV, I think maybe some boats or cars or something like that. Um, but it wasn't a residence. It wasn't somewhere that he lived. It was just his lot that he stored stuff. Now, according to him, he'd been having some issues with theft. So evidently, in, in the wee hours of the morning, he was uh, kind of hiding out there with an AR-15 um, to to maybe mitigate some of this theft uh, to catch people stealing from his property. Uh, at some point, somebody came on his property and tried to enter a, a broken-down RV. Uh, and at that point, he approached and shot five or six times, according to him. Uh, now, the investigators were able to determine it kind of looks like he was just laying in wait uh, for this uh, trespasser. So they found no reason to believe that he was in any kind of reasonable fear of death or great bodily harm. And um, because of that, you know, he, he didn't have a right to self-defense. You know, listen, saying your ground ensures that citizens have the right to defend themselves by meeting force with force. Uh, when there's a reasonable belief they're in danger, it is not ever permission to escalate a nonviolent encounter to a deadly force simply because you're protecting property. It's never okay to shoot somebody for theft. Um, but stand your ground is to defend your life, not your stuff. No, and that's, that's why in this case an arrest was appropriate. Yeah, and that's pretty scary to imagine that somebody's like laying in wait to commit a homicide over somebody stealing stuff. And as you said, you know, clearly was not at a power or threat disadvantage and had no reason to be concerned about his life uh, and taking that action. I mean, that's that's just homicide that's all that is that's not justifiable in any way um hey hang on for me for just a second shane because i wanted to ask you about one more case but let's get a quick traffic on the fives in here from candy cullerton on and uh taking a look it looks like we're we're just watching this one it's not an accident but the traffic light is out you're going to want to use caution at brent lane and i-110 northbound the i-110 northbound entrance uh, to get onto i-110 that's the light that's out. So give yourself some time going through that area. If you have traffic tips, 437-1620. Candy Cullerton, News Radio 92.3, informative, local, dependable. Thanks so much, Candy. Back to Shane Tucker, Chief Deputy of Santa Rosa Sheriff's Office. Chief, you guys had a weird case of, um, you know, a, a, an effort at fraud or something going on with a PlayStation in pace on a like a Facebook Marketplace or Craigslist kind of buy, right? Sure did. Uh, that took place Thursday. Um, our deputies were dispatched to uh, a, a report of a robbery, and uh, initial reports were the uh, one of the suspects might have a gun. 
you know, so that always uh, gets our attention pretty quick. But when they got on scene, the uh, they they learned that the victim had actually arranged to meet a suspect at uh, Walmart so he could purchase a video game system. They made this this arrangement over Facebook Marketplace, and <clears throat> when he arrived, the uh, the victim gave the suspect the money. Uh, the suspect who was still seated in his car and hadn't presented the PlayStation, he took off. Uh, so the victim chased him down, and just a short time later, the uh, suspect was involved in a traffic crash that was unrelated to the victim. But he fled that scene as well, um, so the complainant continued following him. Uh, at some point, the, the suspect vehicle came to a stop, so the uh, victim used his vehicle to pin him into. My understanding is he put his, the side of his vehicle up against the side of the suspect so he couldn't get out. Um, and so he was there when, when the deputies got on scene. Uh, fortunately, nobody was injured during this, but you know something like this could have gone wrong in so many ways. It's very important that we use caution when we're meeting strangers for these kind of purchases. It's, it doesn't sound to me like the victim committed any crime himself in this sort of citizen enforcement action, but it seemed like he was pretty close to committing a crime. Do I read that right? Uh, you, you read that exactly right. In fact, I, I'm I'm not going to go so far as to say that the victim committed a crime, um, <clears throat> but I am going to go so far as to say that we're going to have it reviewed um, because that potential is there. Um, you know, listen, no one was hurt, and, and that was terrific, but so many things could have gone wrong over $120. Um, you know, anytime you pursue somebody, anything that happens as a result of that pursuit, you could bear some responsibility for. Yeah. Um, if this suspect had run over a child or if the, the crash that he'd been involved in had resulted in the loss of a life, um, you know, those are things that you could wind up, that the, the pursuer could wind up involved in. And I certainly understand somebody wanting to chase somebody down that stole from them. I do. Um, but but you got to think about the potential for, for negative consequences. You know, an uninvolved party could be injured as well. Um, and so, I, and you know, I was I was even thinking of the point where they're trapping them in their car. Um, the, if they'd have hurt them in that process, like, say, you know, crushed them somehow in the car door getting out or something like that. Now you're talking about, a you know, an aggravated assault with, a, you know, a car. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's there's all kinds of criminal liability in that potentially. Right. There sure could be. There sure could be. And, and again, honestly, I understand it. If somebody stole from me, my my initial reaction is going to be to chase them down. Right. Um, but, you know, when it, when it comes, just like with Stand Your Ground, when it comes to property, um, you've got to let cooler heads prevail, um, and you've got to understand that $120 is not worth somebody getting killed. As my martial arts instructor always said, I don't care how good I teach you to fight, you throw the wallet left and you run right. Run right. <laughs> you know, it's just... it's Words cause, of wisdom. Because once you get into the fight, you never know what's going to happen. Um, Santa Rosa Sheriff Chief Deputy Shane Tucker, as always, sir, thank you for the, uh, the, adv- the advice and uh, all the information and the time, sir. We appreciate it. We'll talk to you again next week. You bet. Thank you, Andrew.